But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Anthony behind the glass. It is the greatest day of the show year, and that is Dallas Cowboys Day, where I can get all jazzed up and for no reason whatsoever, um, because Woke up to some shitty news today, so we'll get into that in a little bit. I hope everybody's doing well out there on this Thursday. Um, like I said, we're wrapping up the NFC East today. We'll hit the NFC West? No. Yep. North, South. We haven't done the North yet. We did. We did. We haven't it's, done the South yet. We did. We did. It's we're the doing West. the West next week, and guess what? Monday is the Seattle Seahawks, so I'm sure it'll be the highest, highest viewed show uh, that we've had all year. But in any event, there's a lot of stuff going on outside the Cowboys, but there's really not because there's actually a lot of Cowboys news that had to pop up, which is awful. Um, but again, we'll get into that in a second. But of course, if you want to support the show uh, and support our cable woes and our internet bill, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports. Uh, that's the way to support the show. There's a three of five, a $10 increment. Those are big, big things for the show and for the brand because... Uh, it'll get you in the, the break buds pull. So if you're a sports collector, even if you're not, you can wind up with some serious gems uh, that the break buds have. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel because that's where the break buds also live. And also you can find out about all the happenings with that uh, as we go. Are you still going to the thing on Sunday? We are. Awesome. So yeah. where is that again? <clears throat> Wildwood. Night. Wow. Wildwood. I haven't been there trip. since prom weekend, <laughs> 2002. Three. Holy shit, it's been a long time. Watch the tram either. car, please. I've, what? Yeah, it's just, I'm the drive is what's gonna It's suck. like two it's and a half hours. It's like hours. yeah, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty but long. Yeah, I think I got there in like eighty minutes once <laughs> with like my boy Johnny he drove like a buck ten the entire time. I don't condone that at all. Uh but anyway. Hope everybody's doing well. I said that a bunch of times. We got a loaded rundown because there's some breaking news in the world of the NBA that just happened right before the show started. Unfortunate news, that is, uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But, Gooch, I'll throw it over to you, pal. Okay, so NFL news. Obviously, we know today is Dallas Cowboys Day, and I don't want to start on a sour note. So Go I will ahead, mention some up. good news first, and that is Michael <laughs> Gallup is going to open the season likely on the actual roster. He's yes, avoiding sir. the pup list, which would have put him out for at least four weeks. So, Good for him and good for Cowboys because they, they get their receiver back earlier than anticipated. On the flip side of things, there's some bad news regarding their left tackle. Tyron Smith is out indefinitely. It could be a season-ending thing. They're saying he could probably probably he's, come back this year at some point. But he's done. at this point, That's it. we're just going to have to assume that it's going to be a season-long thing. Um, Air Coriel was named a Hall of Fame finalist. It was a little... Bizarre to me that he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. When I think of offensive minds in the NFL history, the first name that comes to mind is Bill Walsh, and the second name that comes to my mind is Eric Coriel. Uh, he invented a lot of what you see in today's modern-day NFL, so surprised he's not in. It's a lock that he should be in, so... Maybe he'll finally get his due. Of course. Well, when you're on those, when you're on those committee, when you're on those like longer term committee things, it's like almost like a hey, you're you're gonna get in this year. By yeah, the way, it's been yeah. it's been too long. So go ahead. Um, so moving uh, off of Hall of Fame news into just like I guess fantasy news. KJ Osborne, there's some good reports coming out of Minnesota camp that he's gonna see an uptick in targets this year. I think that I've been saying this a little bit 
loosely that the writing is on the wall that Thielen may be on his way out of Minnesota after this season. I think KJ Osborne presence is what makes that a possibility or a reality. And he's going to either have to take a pay cut, which he's, it might happen. He's a homegrown guy, went to the University of Minnesota from the state. Thielen? Thielen. Yeah. And he's a Viking, so he might he might take a little pay cut to stick around, but he's he's also probably looking for a payday much like the rest of these receivers are, and he's had good production. So mm. um, one more little tidbit. Isaiah McKenzie is kind of moving up the ranks over in Buffalo, and Jamison Crowder is moving down the ranks. I know it doesn't seem like much, but the slot receiver in Buffalo has eaten very sparingly and has been a solid flex option over the last couple seasons. Cole in Beasley. Buffalo, Cole Beasley, yeah. to name one. Speaking of Buffalo, real quick, right before the show, <laughs> Deion Dawkins just restructured his contract where he got paid big money. He's a Rawway native, ladies and gentlemen. Rawway, New Jersey. Deion Dawkins, left tackle, right tackle, one of the tackles for the uh, Buffalo Bills restructured. I think they opened up $5 million. So maybe they're trying to go get signed uh, T.O. Yes, yes. So moving <laughs> off of the NFL over to the hardwood. And um, just to get it out of the way, Pat Beverly was traded to the Lakers. It's not done yet, but it's a done deal. I think it's Taylor Thornton Tucker or whatever the fuck his name is. That guy traded for um, Pat Beverly. I'm not a fan of Bev, but I guess I'll have to get on board now. Yeah, that he's it's like on one, of those, one of those annoying Team LeBron annoying over here. Dudes. Um, and more important, bigger NBA news. I see the comments were kind of buzzing about it already. Chet Holmgren injured his ankle the other day in a pro-am, and he is now out for the Stupid. year. Stupid. So Stupid. I do like how the NBA does this, and all their stars are kind of surfacing all over gyms across the country, coming to a gym near you. Chet Holmgren, out for a year. They took him out of the summer league because they saw enough out of him and they didn't want to run the risk of an injury. I have, <laughs> exactly. I find it hard-pressed that he was playing in a, in a pro-am tournament or a pro-am game just a couple weeks later. Obviously, it didn't work out well for him. thing that's interesting and funny about this was, do you know who he was guarding or vice versa when he heard it? No. LeBron. So LeBron oh. James LeBron James laid the smack down on Chet Holmgren, wow. and I think it has everything to do with the 2K1 ratings or the 2K ratings. Oh, that's, about, that's definitely it. Because 100%. Chet Holmgren was an 81 in strength and LeBron was a 78 in strength. So he was like, yo, homeboy, watch, they me, got it wrong. watch me box you out and end your life. That's unfortunate, bro, but I'll tell you right now, these pro-am things, like, what are we doing? You're, you're the number one pick for your team this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stop playing these meaningless, it, it pointless, shame, though, bullshit games. Dude. I was excited to see OKC play this year. They got a lot of good They're young depth. talent over Kyle there. Kyle Kerm's very heavy on those guys. Like they, they, He said that the, the rotation down there in Oklahoma City is, is good, It's going to be a fun team to watch this yeah. year. It still will be a decently fun team to watch because I like a tackle. lot of their guys. Oh, but <laughs> it's definitely unfortunate. And, you know, 2023-2024, Chet, here we come. Maybe I guess you so. Put now on you got to wait. Some wait. weight. Maybe you could put on some weight. Talk to Zion's guy. There you go. He'll get. He'll take care. He's of you. got a nutritionist. I'm okay, sure. Okay. So where am I at? I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Okay. That's enough of NBA. Now we're moving over to Major League Baseball and Giancarlo. Giancarlo is returning to the lineup tonight. Stanton. Giancarlo is back. The Yankees needed him. He's back, baby. Uh, coming off the heels of a nice sweep of the Mets, and we got a little bit of a, a lighter patch coming up. So hopefully the Yankees could string together some wins. I told um, Anthony before the show, give me like one of those games where they like put up a nine ten spot. Yeah. Where I'm just like, yeah, they're back. Here we how go. About, let's how about let's two hit. or three in a row. Yeah, of course. I want to <laughs> see the one. Right, let's get some. Let's string together some some good at bats. Mm. Bryce Harper hit a walk-off double yesterday in his rehab assignment game. I think Bryce Harper is nearing a very uh, return very soon. The Phillies are playing well without Ugh. Bryce. It's a much-needed 
jolt into God. that lineup uh, for the pennant race down the stretch, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, intriguing stats around Major League Baseball that took place yesterday. O'Neill Cruz had the hardest hit ball in the StatCast <laughs> era. In the history of StatCast, it was a base hit. It wasn't a dinger. I was going to say, imagine like that. hitting that ball that hard and it's only a single. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, most of them aren't home runs. If you look at yeah, the, the I mean, list of Based the, off the trajectory, yeah. yeah. Like it's, They're a line has a lot of like ground ball line right. drives that aren't actually ground balls or line drives. It's weird. So O'Neill Cruz, absolute monster. Um, another interesting stat yesterday, Major League record was broken and set, I guess you could say. George Kirby started yesterday's game with 24 straight strikes. That's accuracy. Yeah, that's that's incredible. <laughs> that's a Major League record. When you you think about how many times a Major League Baseball game has been started by a pitcher, and he's the first to ever do it. I don't, I, first to ever do it or first that he broke the previous record? Well, he's the first to ever throw 24 strikes. So somebody might have done 23. Yeah, well, he's... The first <laughs> that throws to 24. 24. That's mad. So, yes. That means he's the top guy. Now. And in, in a less intriguing and, I mean, maybe equally as important stat, uh, Julio Rodriguez joined the 2020 club yesterday. First Seattle Mariner to do it since 2001. And it was <gasps> Alex, Alex Rodriguez. Rodriguez. So shout out to A-Rod. Love to bring him up any chance I get. That is all for my rundown. Back to you, Dave. Uh, they just Stevie Mac coming in, Cowboys guy, and he's like, they just announced the tire, and not only tore his hamstring, but it came off the bone. Yeah, he's not coming back. He might listen, and, and, and it's sad, but Isn't that might he, be it. I'm pretty sure Michael Thomas also tore his hamstring off the bone. If you listen to his tweet, or listen to his tweet, <laughs> you read tweets, ladies and gentlemen. But in any event, um, I think it's but yes. I've been saying this for a long time. Michael Thomas, weird tweet. We'll get to that in a second. I've been saying this a very long time about Tyron Smith. Big tree fall <laughs> hard, man. And every time he goes down, he goes down for a lengthy amount of time. Uh, what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do, I'll, I'll break that down when we get to the Cowboys in a little bit. But not good. Not good at all. Um, I do want to say one more thing about football. There is a guy out there who I think 1,000% deserves a chance in the NFL one more time. He might or might not be 40-plus years old. That's okay. Uh, but he said yesterday that he that Tom Brady should give him a call. I say Dak Prescott should give him a call. Terrell Owens, come on back to the NFL, bro. I, I'm your four, biggest fan, four, first three, of all. 40 What was it? A 4 3 8 oh 40 Oh, my God. He's a freak. He's an absolute freak. And 40, Terrell Owens 48. is a Is he 48 years old? No 48. way. 48. No, he's not. Yeah. Has he been out of the league that guys, long? Just so we could talk about something real quick, Wait, I'm not going to been out of the league that long. To's been, yeah. To like dipped on the Hall of Fame ceremony. Ah, that's and right. Well, that justifiably so. They were, sh there was fucking. You got the shaft. Um, T Owens, Owens. Think oh, about how my favorite. Long ago, that that's my one of my favorite. That actually, unfortunately, started his personality disorder. <laughs> like he got. Think about, he turned into. He went from Terrell Owens to To after that play against the Packers. Think about how long ago that was. Ninety. Six ninety seven fourteen. Like Tio's forty eight. Holy mother! Can I also Pearl. explain something else to you guys? Sure. Out there, did anybody happen to see the video of Mike Tyson surface over the weekend? No. What is he doing? Is he? Is everything okay? Is he well? He's. I mean, he's well, but he's not fighting anybody. And he was in a wheelchair at an airport, and he was just saying, "My expiration date is coming soon." He was being a little cryptic about like <laughs> not feeling great, but it didn't look like Mike Tyson. Had the ability to, you know, knock out a twenty-something-year-old boxer by any stretch. 
Oh, so now you know what? Eliminate. You know that. what? You know what? You know Eliminate what? That Give me. Ready for this? I'll say this. Hot take. Give me wheelchaired Mike Tyson over Jake here. Paul. Stop that shit. I don't want to do this again. Oh my no, god. No, we're not. Mike Tyson doesn't either. He doesn't want to do it either. That's the <laughs> he beauty don't want of it. Smoke. Whatever. Fuck it. Whatever. All right, we're moving on to the MLB. Is that what we're doing? Um, me, 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 yeah, me, of course. Yeah. Definitely. So MLB, listen, before we get to the Cowboys, which is obviously the meat and potatoes of this uh, episode, listen, the Yankees only have 38 games left. Most of these teams have 40 or below games left on their schedule, which, believe it or not, it's going to come quick. So if you're looking at teams right now within baseball, there are a lot of teams that are dead in the water, don't have a shot, don't have a prayer, it's over. But then there are teams that are on the fringe, they're right there. And then there are teams that are winning their division right now, but are treading water and might not hold on to it. Now, there should be eventually, and this is our on our sound engineer, Nick, he's got to get the Till Mets Do Us Part podcast up. Because I did see your rant yesterday by John Sapinero, who's uh, one of the hosts of that show. And he says that the division title means nothing to him at all. Like, he doesn't care if the Mets can't wrap it up uh, with the division title. He goes, if the, if the Braves keep tearing the roof off, Every stadium they go into, well, whatever domes there are, if they keep tearing the cover off the baseball the way they're doing it, um, that if they win like 109, 110 games and the Mets wind up with 103, 104 and lose the division by six but still win 104 games, it's still a successful season. Do you agree? Yeah. Or do you think it, that it they, would be, is it is it division or bust when it comes to the 2022 Mets right now? No, it's World Series or bust. No, I understand that part. Obviously, now that they're in the contention, yeah. it's World Series or bust. But like when you look at the season as a whole, just say they fall short in the NLCS to the Dodgers because the Dodgers are just really good at baseball. Let's just say they fall short. Would you say that the, the season is a loss because they went in as a wild card as opposed to the division champion? I would say if they lose in the postseason – it's a it's a loss no matter what, and I don't agree entirely with like it not mattering to anybody. I think that's something that you tell yourself. You want the division. You mm -hmm. want you want every advantage you could get. Um, you want to get over that hump as a, a fan base and as the organization getting past the Braves. That would be big for confidence. And uh, one hundred percent doesn't matter when it's all said and done if they end up going on and winning the tournament. You just got to get in the wild card. Just got to get in. Right. I don't care. Division. Personally, let's just say the, Yan the Yankees right now are, are currently up seven and a half game with 38 to play. Yeah. First of all, if they blow that, then something's it, it definitely wrong. But it secondly, doesn't matter, I don't give a shit how but, they get in. But that doesn't mean that the Met fans stop looking at the standings and there's, and they don't, they're not wanting to beat the Braves. What else are we doing here? You know, this is sports. You want to win your division then you want to go, you know, that's, that's what you do. You root in, in increments, but there's a consolation prize. If you can't win your division, you still have a crack at it. And that's what I think he's trying to say with his rant. I didn't listen yeah. to the rant, but no, it's pretty I would good. feel the same it's way. It's pretty good. It's actually really way. good. Um, but anyway, that's that's the that's the Mets of this whole thing. But if you're looking at um, the NL as a whole, right? So I'm going to go, where am I here? NL's on the bottom. All right, so the NL. So the Mets obviously up a game and a half now, right, on the Braves. So that could d dwindle. We'll see. Um, looking at the Central, the the Cardinals have had themselves a, a fantastic year, and I actually saw Pujols give his jersey out to a kid yesterday. Like, my God, go right to eBay, son. You can put yourself through college um, with that purchase. But then again, then the Dodgers are just – they're unbelievable right now. I mean, they're, they're absolutely destroying everybody. They're 86 and 37, bro. 86 wins right now with a, literally a month and a half to play. Like, they're doing good things over there in L.A. Yeah. Um, right now, is there any races that you see that 
besides the Mets and the Braves, because they're going to be neck and neck yeah, the entire a, way. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, in, in the NL, I'm saying. For, for I mean, in terms of the divisions, they're pretty much locked up as I'm looking at it. Um, I feel like the divisions are locked up. I think St. Louis has it. I think, well, outside of the East, yeah, the Dodgers definitely have it. I feel like St. Louis would they're have to really— They're up 19 and a half really, games on the San Diego Padres. You know, 20 St. Louis game is, lead. is five and a half Holy up on Milwaukee, shit. I believe. So five, that's the closest race. It really comes down to, I think, the Phillies, Padres, and the Brewers is the— there's two out of those three teams are going to make it, and I think the rest of the NL is kind of dead. You could you could make the case for the Giants getting the Giants hot. Giants are five and a half out of you the wild card. You could make the case for the Giants getting hot, but there's not, and they don't have to leapfrog That's a, a it, ton though. of teams. That's it. But with, outside of the Giants, with the four, everyone yeah. else is dead. With 40 games left. Arizona is the next team after the Giants, and they're ten and a half out of the wild card right now. So that's that's a wrap. So basically, the wild card, as it stands right this second, is uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and San Diego. Milwaukee has a shot. They're, the San Francisco has a far off shot. But the Mets, no matter what, are going to either walk in as the best wild card or the division champion. Either way, you would like if you're the Mets, you would love to have a buy because think about that, bro. Think about the scenario if you have that buy in the first round. This is just so you know. The MLB playoffs are structured like the old NFL playoffs. So two teams get a bye, and then the, the best uh, last division winner will play the worst wild card, et cetera. But if you get a bye right now, and then you win your wild card series, and you're heading into the divisional round against the Mets where you're like, oh, it's the Mets. Oh, fuck. Hey. It's it's fucking DeGrom. It's Scherzer. It's it's Bassett. It's hey, everybody. Check and see if they reseed. They do not. They I don't, do not reseed. Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think so. I'll look right now. I don't think they recede in baseball. So if you're the worst, you will go against. So the Mets would would if they got the wild card, they would probably be looking at, you know, either, the Braves. Either no, right now it wouldn't be. I think it would be the. What do you mean? Are you talking about in the oh, if they get the wild card? Yeah. So if they move down to the wild card, they'll be the best wild card. So they'll play the Philadelphia uh, Phillies yeah, right it now. Says here that they don't recede. They don't recede. So they're going to play the Philadelphia Phillies if that's the case. If they're a wild card. It's 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 yeah you don't you don't want to deal I mean, with the, the Phillies Mets are, the Mets are a much better team they on hundred percent are hundred percent um but the right like no receding but yeah Rube saying he hopes the Padres don't make it I mean that that's another yeah you don't want to deal team. with Soto in that playoffs no he's you do not fire a couple years you ago. do not um switching over to the AL real quick obviously the Yankees are doing their thing right now they're winning their division Houston by a freaking runaway uh, is doing their thing out west. Um, what is it? Their, their lead right now is 12 and a half over Seattle. So goodbye, Seattle, as far as the, as far as that's concerned, the division is concerned. Cleveland right now up four games on the, the Minnesota Twins and, of course, the Chicago White Sox, who are very heavily favored to win that division early on. Um, but if you look at the wild card in the AL, right now the Yankees in Houston are looking at a bye. Um, the Yankees are 10 games up on Cleveland. So the Yankees are looking at a buy no matter what. If they just sustain what the hell's going on right now, your wild card teams are basically the AL East <laughs> because it's Tampa and Toronto and Seattle's holding on. We're all kind of not rooting for the Baltimore Orioles, but the story is cool to see if the Orioles make the playoffs. But if they go in red hot, you don't you don't want yeah, that I'm smoke not, either. I'm not particularly rooting for or against anybody at this point. Can you imagine just if the, the Orioles Yankees. make it in as a, a Seattle wild card? The entire wild card is the AL East. Yeah, that would, and I we mean, play in a tough, uh, a shitty division, right? I would say <laughs> now looking at it, right? Baltimore, Minnesota, and the White Sox have a shot. They're in there, right? yeah. Boston seven back. I don't see, but Boston I don't in think there. any of these teams that are in right now are going to falter. I think it's. I, I don't want to say it's locked up because obviously there's so many games to play. But what is Seattle? I mean, Seattle's middle of the road right now. They've five and five over their last ten. Yeah, 
I think Seattle's a good team though, and we're gonna see. We're gonna find out about them. They, they just added Castillo, so they have that extra push every fifth day. Big series coming up with Toronto and Boston. Looks so, like so that's that's a big one for if if Boston wants any relevancy down the back stretch, back back stretch, they surprise need the surprise team games. of this season in the American League has obviously got to be the the Guardians, the Orioles. <laughs> the Guardians are are yeah they're winning their division, but, their division and. Looking at the the division leaders, I would imagine they have the by far the best odds or the worst odds to win the World mm. Series this year. This isn't ninety five. Might, might be worth Relax. a flyer. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this shit right now. I'm not. We're just trying to go over some stats and standings. I don't want to hear about your predictions. And Rube, I agree that A Rod is the best shortstop in Yankees history. All right. Well, who said that? And where did that say? Rube said that. I don't I, think I he mean, said that. He did say that. All right. Well, I don't see it anywhere. It was earlier. Yeah, you said it earlier. AL is two teams. I'm not sure if there's any wild cards have a winning record versus the teams over 500. That's that could be a very, very good point too. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. Um, like I said, 40 or below is right now what we're looking at. The Yankees open up tonight against the Oakland A's. I believe the Mets have shit. I just cupcakes. Had it. Yeah, they do have a very favorable schedule down the stretch. So if the Mets want to get right and win the division. Uh, they better go beat up on some bad teams. They got the, and Dodgers, came in they before. Got the Dodgers, and then they got the Braves to, to wrap things up. But outside of that, I feel like they really have an easy road. Wait a minute. The end of the year is the Dodgers and the Braves? No, the Mets and the Braves. The Mets and the Braves are, are going to close the year out? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. I like that. For baseball, not not for the Mets fans, because I'm sure they're going to sweat it. Uh, Rockies this weekend, Dodgers early next week. There's your test. I'm ex- Listen, I'm very interested. And, I, and if that means... I'm just trying to think of the Yankees series plus the Rockies. So that'll mean I think it'll be a DeGrom. It'll be a Scherzer and DeGrom thing against the Dodgers. Yeah. That's what we might get. So totally for that. Totally for that. So we'll see. I mean, that's the way he's looking. Yeah. So in any event, um, we want to let you guys know here at the Chop Sports Daily that it's being brought to you in part by our friends over at the Michael Fusco Insurance Agency. Uh, if you're worried about running out of money and if your family will be okay once you retire, please go see Michael Fusco. Uh, he can help you. He'll help you create a comprehensive retirement plan so you don't have to worry uh, in the future and just, you know, you'll be good to go. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance companies are not available in all states. Um, also, if you want to do some uh, some uh, financing, he does that as well. He's a full powerhouse organization over there. Just go check him out. Michael Fusco is your guy. Also, big shout-out to um, Dad Chat, which, by the way, I don't know if Anthony told you this, but they gave him. They, they sent that to you today. Uh, what the NFT? Yeah, yeah. So he got an today. NFT sent to him by the New York Yankees of his ticket from the Subway Series game. So it's an actual NFT of the ticket stub. I don't know if it's worth anything, but I'm saying like you know, I think I guess that's cool. But if you want to learn more, what? I don't think it's worth anything. I see didn't you say it was, was going for forty bucks? Yeah, that. I mean, that's basically nothing. But forty bucks is forty. Forty bucks is forty bucks. Yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, come on over here. I'd sell it right now. Sell <laughs> high. <laughs> it's not going to go up. Uh, it's but, like a random. But if you want to know anything game. about NFTs, uh, go down over to Dat Chat because they're going to fill you in on all that cool shit. And of course, SteveAspara.com is currently working on the brand new relaunched nine one twenty two, or at least Labor Day. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But it's ChopSportsMedia.com. Yeah. Uh, Steve Aspar is responsible for that. He's also built uh, Ashmere Fit and everything that she's doing over on her blogs and everything. Um, 
How's she feeling today, by the way? Did you talk to her? She's a little sore. She's a little sore. <laughs> well, Ashley's Ashmere fit. She's a fit girl. She walked in here yesterday like she got beat to shit. <laughs> like, I was like, God damn. Yeah, she did. She, she sat was, in. She well, was hurting. Sit in. She had to do some, um, it was like a CrossFit kind of deal, but she doesn't do that. She's yeah, right. Like weightlifting. So when you go to that should. shit, I'm, it's I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't want to offend the CrossFit community new, um, here. A brand new realm. Yeah. Well, in any event, Gooch, you got something to help your balls? Yeah, so if you have hairy balls, you really shouldn't. It's 2022. Head on over to Manscaped. Use the promo code CHOPSPORTS, and you get 20% off your entire order, but you get 100% off of your taint, all right? So you get rid of all of the ball hair, all of the taint hair, nice and clean for the butt crack snack that you might want to serve up. Summertime is wrapping up, but it doesn't mean we have to get keep the grundle. It's, you know, bulking season, it but we don't need a bulky season. grundle. It's always so bulking season So head on over to manscaped.com, <laughs> use the promo code CHOPSPORTS. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some some of us folks are still using Hotmail. Uh, before we get to the Cowboys, Ant, got to know, how, how are you, you're a Yankee guy. <laughs> How, oh, yeah. how are you feeling about the current state of the Yankees? Are we going to be all right? Do you feel like, are you one of these other, like, jump off a bridge Yankee fans that I know, like Scoop and all these other guys when they were playing bad in August, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's over. How do you feel? Yeah, I'll be honest. I was ready to jump off a bridge. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was, I just, like, when they get into, like, a bad state, I get so nervous because you never know how long it's going to last with yeah. them. But uh, now that, like, I think we talked about it before, like, winning the Subway Series and now... You know, if we go beat up the A's, then I think we could uh, go on a big run here and get our momentum back. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, I'm with at you. At least we got Booney at the helm. Boone. <laughs> right. Aaron Boone. Anyway, it is time now, ladies and gentlemen, for the greatest segment of all time. And that is, and this is where the internet probably kicks, <laughs> just because it's like, right back, Cowboys. Uh, it is the Dallas Cowboys season preview. Uh, I've been jazzed about this. I don't need to know much information or how to do so much research because I talk about this team every single day of my life. You can also check out all of my Cowboys takes on over on the Blogging the Boys podcast that were me and my paisan, uh, Tony Catalina, and of course, uh, Aiden Davis do a great job covering the team. We are the greatest podcast on that network. Don't let anybody tell you different. Uh, but there is a lot of stuff going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Today, obviously, we woke up to the news. Yesterday, I saw the video of Tyron Smith going down, and what you saw was in hyperextension. 
very quick. And I was telling you the other day, remember I told you, I was like, I was walking like a normal human being and my ankle like gave out. Like that happens, right? Hyperextensions happen, especially if you're playing on this turf bullshit. That happens, right? So I saw the hyperextension. I said, look, the, the best it could be is probably like a sprain or a bruise or something shitty to that realm. Turns out today he ripped his goddamn hammy off his bone and now we're all screwed. No, I listen, I'm here to try to talk all Cowboys fans off a ledge when I get to that depth chart or that point of it, because I do want to talk about the key losses, which just so happens to be some offensive linemen. Uh, they let Lyle Collins walk out the door for a bag of balls, literally nothing, as he goes to signs of Cincinnati. Um, they lost Tyron Smith for the year. That's a loss because that is. I'm not. I'm just going to call it how it is. Keanu Neal, they had a uh, project for him. He failed. Uh, got an F on that project, and he just... They tried to make him a linebacker. It just didn't work. He's a safety. He went and signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to be a safety again. That project was never going to get off the ground. Uh, Greg Zerline was the worst kicker in football last year. We cut him. But thank God we brought back Brett Maher, who can kick a 65-yard <laughs> field goal but can't make an extra point. So it's going to be um, a lot of fun. Zerline just won the Jets job, by the way. Did he really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck, Jets. Oh, man, that's going to hurt my 5-0 and prediction because you're going to miss a bunch of field goals. Um, Cedric Wilson was a big loss, but considering the fact that we traded Amari Cooper, that's an also a loss, two key components to our offense last year. But was Amari Cooper – like I look – you can't downgrade or down or undersell the fact that Cooper had production. One of the better route runners in football, but I'm not going completely nuts over it yet because there was a lot of times where Amari Cooper just didn't show up in the big spot, and you want dogs out there. And there was a couple times where I feel like he was a puppy, and he just didn't show up. So it's like, all right, Come well, here, little kitty cat, meow <laughs> <laughs> meow, right? So. I don't know about all that. They lose Brett Urban, was one of my favorite players on the team. He goes over to Baltimore. Connor Williams also signs with the Dolphins. Um, DeMonte Casey never turned out. Uh, Blake Jarwin was hurt and was and technically released. Um, he's definitely he's not with the team anymore, so that sucks. Uh, their gains, they were super-duper active in free agency this year, as they are every year. And when I say that, I say that with the most utmost like, like sarcasm that I could possibly pull in. Uh, James Washington was brought in from Pittsburgh. He's hurt. Hasn't seen the field. Uh, Deontay Fowler. That could be a cool thing because he could be rejuvenated, reunited with Dan Quinn. We'll see what he gets into that rotation behind a couple of these guys. Uh, And then recently, about two weeks ago or however long it was, the Cowboys finally addressed linebacker Anthony Barr. You don't like Anthony Barr? I do. I don't know about Wash, but... He's, he's definitely, he's okay. They did re-sign their own guys. So that's that's one of those things. And I know everybody, if you're watching this on Cowboy, you know, my Cowboys Nation people out there, they're probably like, Christ, are you about to back up the Joneses? No, I'm not. But they've drafted well enough to bring back some of the guys that they that turned out to be really good this year. Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, J. Ron Curse. Well, they signed J. Ron Curse to a one-year deal last year. They brought him back again. Brian Anger. I mean, come on. He's a f- Pro Bowl punter. It's punters matter, too. Um, but they do have a decent, decent squad coming into 2022. The Dallas Cowboys are led by Dak Prescott. And of course, if you're a Dak guy, you are hoping that he turns out to be the, the, the one that ends the drought, uh, since 1995. So you're probably, you know, probably saying, ah, it probably won't happen, but we'll see. Uh, he's backed up by Will Greer, who is a former scrambling quarterback for the Panthers. And of course, Cooper Rush, who beat the Vikings last year. One of those guys getting cut, by the way. So that they're not carrying three quarterbacks. I'll get more into that. This Saturday, I'm going to be joining a roundtable on Blogging the Boys YouTube channel where we're going to predict a 53-man and obviously one more down. Uh, the running back situation. I know everybody loves talking about the Cowboys running backs, right, Coach? I mean, this is just... 
It's just, uh, it's annoying at this point, but Ezekiel Elliott, hear me when I say this, watch my face, Ezekiel Elliott is RB1, starting running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Stop talking about how Pollard's the better back. He should be the uh, he should be the one. Look, if they want to get Pollard involved, which they should, he'll get involved. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He'll get involved. Where was he last year? No fucking idea. But it doesn't matter right now because Pollard's there, and so is Rico Dowdle, and so is Malik Davis. All four running backs are having themselves a very, very good summer. I'll look to the comments for a second. And just because, okay, good. No, I don't really care about anybody what they're saying right now. No, I'll, I'll, I'll address all that shit when I'm done with my little Ransky here. Um, of course, tight end is Dalton Schultz. My boy, Sean McEwen, uh, who is a friend of the First and Ten podcast. We've had him on twice, um, and he's a, just a he's a dog, bro. He's a, he's, a, he's a hard worker, and I think he's going to be very good as tight end, too. So here we are with the offensive line. And losing Tyron Smith blows. But if you're a Cowboys fan like me and like you've seen it every year, this happens every year with Tyron Smith. Every year, big tree fall hard, whether it be a neck stinger or a shoulder or something. He's always out for an extended period of time. This year, in this year's draft, the Dallas Cowboys took Tyler Smith. Guess what, folks? He's a left tackle, okay? He is the future left tackle of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what are you going to do with a left tackle if you already have a left tackle? You shift him inside to a, a position we lost with Connor Williams, went to Miami, we need a left guard. So you put one of your better position players on the offensive line at left guard. That's what they're going to do. Guess what? Plans change. Things, things have to change relatively immediately. So now, I think what I think they do is they kick him out. He's got, listen, the thing is, and I, maybe you take stock into this, when you take all the reps at left guard and then you're like, oh, now I got to go play tackle. Do you feel like he's got enough mental reps and enough reps in his life that he could just kind of make the transition in the NFL? I mean, it depends on the player. Obviously, if you have to know what the left tackle is doing if you're playing left guard, <laughs> clearly, because the, the line is more cohesive than any other two positions on the, on the field. So like, you have to know they all work together anyway, but it's definitely a major downgrade and he has to learn on the fly and – the, the issue for me is, like, your assignment is one thing. The issue that I'm going to talk about is the assignment. You can know your assignment, but if you're if you're trying to block the best player, the best pass rusher the on the other rusher, team, yeah. you're, sometimes you're just outmatched. And if he's an interior lineman trying to go play left tackle, that's But he's usually, not, though. He's a left tackle by trade. All right. Well, fair. Then he could go over and play his natural position. If he's had the reps, he just hasn't had the reps against. He is not um, live. Von Miller or anybody, or, you know, no, not even yeah. in preseason. You know what I mean? Like he's all his reps are at guard, so you're like, uh, well, right. he's gonna get those reps against Micah Parsons, so he's gonna get a. If you're gonna, gonna if you're fire. gonna work, you're gonna get some work in in the next two weeks. Uh, but now they might put everybody in fucking bubble wrap at this point because they just can't afford to lose anybody else. Um, let Reddick eat. Who's Reddick? I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, Anthony Yeps, uh, excited to see the production of Gallup with the spotlight being on Lamb. Me too. Me too. Because with, with Michael Gallup, he's a very splash player. He'll show up in games and you're like, wow, this guy's incredible. Look at that toe drag swag. Look at all that shit. Look at that route running ability. But you couldn't see that a lot because he was kind of buried between Amari Cooper and the emergence of CeeDee Lamb. They, once again, years, be years before, the Cowboys drafted CeeDee Lamb to be wide receiver one. You don't take a guy 17th, 16th overall to not be your original number one or eventual number one receiver. So they, the writing was on the wall. Cooper was making $20 million a year. The shit was going to hit the yeah, fan. Catboy did his thing and got rid of Cooper. So now we'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyway, back to the defense now. Offensive line is going to look like this, by the way. It's going to be probably 
Uh, Tyler Smith to play left tackle. Connor McGovern will slide into left guard. Your center is Tyler Biotish, right guard, one of the best guards in football, which is Zach Martin. Right tackle, Terrence Steele. He was a turnstile for a little while, and then he started to get good again. So it's like, we'll, we'll see about that. But again, you let Collins walk out. This is what you this is what you put yourself in a position. They didn't address the swing tackle over the offseason. They didn't say anything um, to to or do anything to back up the fact that Tyron Smith was injury prone. And um, it's alarming. It's alarming because the Cowboys are so infatuated with the fucking salary cap that they didn't take any chances. And now there's rumors like, oh, the cow- there's a Yahoo insider who say the Cowboys are going to make a trade for Laramie Tunsil. That's not your fucking answer. I mean, he's good, but like, is that your answer right now? And I hope he brings his mask. Yeah. That, <laughs> not the 2020 that, that mask. Could, that the, could the be good the answer mask. because, look, right now it's looking not so great at O-line for the Cowboys, and they haven't played a game yet. So you have to understand that they're going to incur, incur some more bullshit. So right. anytime you could get a veteran help at this point in the, in the camp, you're approaching week one. They need a tackle. I, I say that they should kick the tires on anybody that's ever had success in the NFL at tackle at any point over the last five years. And I will say this, treading back to the wide receiver, I, I kind of brushed over that, is CeeDee Lamb and is Michael Gallup, who's not going to start the league uh, the year on the pup, meaning, or on the IR. So he'll be, I don't think he plays against Tampa Bay, and I think they finagle and finesse the, um, uh, Tony Cantalini calls it uh, depth chart. Olympics or whatever the fuck he was calling it. I forget what he was calling it. But the, the, not acrobatics. Olympics. Acrobatics or what did McAfee say? For salary cap. Acrobatics? Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're going to do that with their roster to ensure that he has a spot, but I don't see him playing against Tampa Bay. In any event, Jalen Tolbert, bro. They took him in the third round, man. The draft was pretty good to the Cowboys this year um, as far as what you see on paper and what you see in camp. Uh, Jalen Tolbert's going to be all right. James Washington, again, we'll see if he gets healthy. Remember, guys, we have a kick returner now. His name is Cavante Turbin. So we'll see if... uh, Turpin time or turbo time or whatever the hell you want to call him. Uh, he's any good, so we'll see. Um, Tyler Smith, we talked about the offensive line. Defense now, look. This Cowboys defense really outkicked their own coverage last year. They played exceptional, um, be, be, you know, mainly because of the emergence of Micah Parsons. The kid was as advertised. He is an absolute animal. I saw a play yesterday. I wish I would have pulled it up. Um, I could probably insert it in post, but there was a, a play where Dak went back to pass. He threw the ball, two receivers and a D and a safety collided, hit off somebody's helmet and went flying, right? Went flying the opposite way. Who comes bolting in and makes the pick? If I had to guess, let me think. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons did. And he's just a freak and he's going to play incredible defense. And the Cowboys... Based off of we uh, we got the Dax and the Zeeks and the Lambs of the world, and I understand the offense is going to click when it clicks, but the success of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys is fairly to me on the defense. If Micah Parsons has the same year as he had last year, not, don't worry about getting better, same year as he had last year, this team is going to roll over some of these offenses. I'm telling you right now. Um, D-Law on the line. Nobody's talking about him anymore. That's a good thing, okay? Defensive tackle, they're doing well. Neville Gallimore, Osa. Um, which I'm called Dorrance Armstrong. The other defensive end is where it's, it's different because it's like you obviously lost Randy Gregory to the Broncos. Now, what do you do? Dorrance Armstrong, believe it or not, compare the numbers, Cowboys fans. They're very similar. Okay. So let's not think that Randy Gregory was the end all be all letting him walk out the door too. We all know Cowboys fans can unite in the fact that we know that we stink at, uh, what you call managing the salary. Right. And we just, we're obsessed with the salary cap where, in some aspects, if you're the L.A. Rams, 
it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just very odd to me that you could be so obsessed about getting that cap number down because according to Kyle Kerms a million times over, the Cowboys are in a bad situation in, in a couple years from now. So are you looking that far deep? I, I don't know. I'm not. Um, of course, the, off- the defensive line's good. Linebackers, they had Anthony Barr. Obviously, we talked about Parsons already. They bring back LVE on a one-year deal. We'll see. It's a prove-it deal to me. Like, they brought him back. Hometown discount. Didn't sign for a lot of money. Bring back Van, uh, Van Der Esch. They're cornerbacks. Trayvon Diggs had himself a hell of a year last year, okay? And I know the big the big thing about him is that everybody's saying, well, he gave up a lot of yards. Yeah, well, he also picked off 11 balls. So his catch radius and his catch uh, comparison to ball, like 50-50 balls that were thrown to his side, he came down with a lot of them, okay? 11 of them, to be perfectly like honest with you. Um, but, again, the yardage, the big play, I, I can do without that. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're going to be attacking him again this year, so he'll probably get some turnovers, but... Look, I don't. I'm not gonna. This isn't my. This isn't my synopsis here. This is Kyle Kerms. Kyle Kerms says the way Dallas runs their defense is that they're funneling everything towards Tyron Diggs, uh, Trayvon Diggs' side. So that's why he's getting all the yardage against him. But that's also why he's getting some of the picks, right? To me, the yardage is a major issue. You're gonna have to. There was a one play on fourth down. Was it an overtime game where he gave up a touchdown? There's certain things where. It, it's like two Allen Iverson, like where he's a good defender, but he can't stay in front of certain people. But he's a high risk, high reward guy. I think it all comes down to Micah Parsons, and is, if Micah Parsons is wreaking havoc, then Trayvon Diggs is going to have another good year. But I'm a little, wor- it's, I'm a little worried about their other corner and their back end. Anthony Brown is obviously the other corner. You have Jordan Lewis. You have Kelvin Joseph, who was cleared of all wrongdoings in that whole fiasco over the summer. That was weird. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna, that might be brought back up because Roger Goodell hates the goddamn Cowboys, so he might bring that up. Like, Every time you were in the news, we're going to suspend you anyway. Um, and of course, their kicking game, huh. Brett Maher. I mean. My God, I, I I don't know what to say about it. I, I was kind of left with a loss of lack of words uh, for when they brought them back. But Brian Anger, don't worry about it. We had a Pro Bowl punter. Um, so, Gooch, overall, before I get into the schedule, your assessment of this team. Where are the strengths? Where are the weaknesses? You've already talked about Michael their, Parsons, obviously. but like Their offensive line, I felt like, was a strength. And now, I'm not going to call it a weakness, but it's very close to... You know, the wheels coming off on the offensive line. And then you're going to have to see some really good coaching jobs by the offensive line coach and seeing what they could do with the guys that they have. Some people are going to have to step up in Dallas this year. There's no question about it. Um, the schedule means that they're going to win some games regardless because they do have a talented team. The The defense is really good. Um, there's still something about it that I'm like, I can't figure out why they're so good. And then you look over at Micah Parsons, and you're like, oh. That's why they're so good. Are you still holding this uh, team hostage because of their head coach? Yes, 100%. That will hold them back down the stretch. Another year, another Mike McCarthy coach team that they seem very regular. They lost uh, Amari Cooper. Zeke, to me, I think it's time for them to move on from Zeke. I know Dave disagrees with me. The contract is awful, and I think that holds them back. They would be much better off right now having any running back that they drafted in any round and Amari Cooper instead of Zeke. I know that Dave disagrees with me there, but I just think it's the passing league right now. And Zeke, you could get Zeke out of some other young guy and not have to pay him $16 million or whatever I think it is. personally, and I'm a, a Zeke apologist, as you well know, and I've drafted him a couple times in some fantasy drafts. I'm like, that doesn't matter. I don't give a shit about that. But um, Ezekiel Elliott's time in Dallas is now being questioned because of the contract. 
And if he's going to be a cowboy for life, there will be a significant restructure next year. I'm not the type of I'm not the I'm not the football fan that's sitting here saying that uh, Tony Pollard should be the starter. Tony Pollard is who he is. There should be another guy that comes in and and does what Zeke does at one or two million for the season on a rookie deal in the third round because that's what you're seeing out of these guys. Oh, look, the Brian Robinson or was that his name from yeah. from the football team? Third yeah. round back. They're like, the Commanders now, by the way. <laughs> I know it's gonna take it's crazy. Gonna take you, it take you some time. This. It's gonna take you some time. So I just think that's where their their downfall is is not only with their head coach, but they're paying the running back position too much, and I don't think he's giving them enough. But he is a better every down back than Tony Pollard would be. He wouldn't make it a full season. Tony Pollard has to be in the role that he's in. All right, so Rube coming in saying that I, I harped on yesterday about the fact that Jalen Rager was drafted before Justin Jefferson, and he's coming back. But his his rebuttal is the fact that the, the Dallas Cowboys took Ezekiel Elliott over a Ramsey, okay? Uh, I'm here to tell you that Zeke won the goddamn rookie of the year and could have been in line for MVP in year one. So, like, don't, that 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 whole conversation, talk to me about drafting Randy, uh, dra- Randy uh, uh, Gregory Ellis over Randy Moss. Talk to me there. Talk to me about drafting uh, Taco Charlton over uh, fucking uh, TJ Watt, right? I'm cool with all that. Don't talk to me about Ramsey and shit. He's not to me. That's a completely different story. We didn't have a running back at the time. We had Darren McFadden running the fucking ball. So they took the splash. They had the fourth pick in the draft. Yes, now you're looking at all these drafts going forward because then you see what happens to Saquon Barkley and you see these guys get banged up and they lose their treads kind of quick. A life expectancy of a running back is very low. So that's why you don't see running backs being drafted high anymore. But that's the trend. That's what's going to be forever now. I do think, now. and I know... You're a big Z guy, but I do think when you draft a running back that high, it sets your franchise back maybe even a half a decade. I just said, I just said that now the new thing is you will not see that anymore. When you but because you, so yeah, I mean like you Saquon don't. just recently, but that, you, that was the most that recent. was already that was already the vibe I felt like around the NFL at least maybe not amongst GMs because they're still fucking doing it or they were, but I felt like you just don't use a high pick on a back. You right, know, they don't get paid anyway. And then when you use a high pick on a back, you, oh, wax, then you wax, then, then the second contract wax. on a second round on the second overall pick or fourth overall pick is just way too high. And now they're paying the price. Last year uh, at our opening party in July, I made a bet with a fellow friend of Gucci's about how Zeke would have a better year than uh, than Saquon Barkley. Now you're coming in here saying that Barkley's going to have a better year than Zeke. And you don't have the kind of funds to bet that with me, so shut your goddamn mouth. I've seen your comments the entire time. It's all loser mentality. The Giants fucking stink. Get over yourself. Barkley will have a good year. He will absolutely have a good year. And Daniel Jones is going to be looking for Barkley so much more this year than ever before. Because if Daniel Jones wants a contract, that dude is going to be checked down McGee the entire year. So if Barkley's healthy, I 1,000% can say with confidence that Saquon Barkley might have more all-purpose yards than Ezekiel Elliott this year. That is not a, a hot take. You've been dropping all bombs in here today. You're dropping all the hot... Pollard's better than Zeke. He has more yards. You're a moron. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Shut up. Shut off. Hit the, hit the button. Get out of here. Anyway, like the video if you guys are liking this content as we go into the schedule, right? The schedule what time is it? Yeah. I like that little Ransky over there. <laughs> I know Anthony's liking that one. He's a Giants fan. See, he's a realistic Giants fan. Anthony, I'll ask you... Your job doesn't depend on it or anything like that. But <laughs> Saquon or Zeke this year in 2022, who do you like better? 
Uh, I st- I'll still take Zeke for sure. Okay. See, and look, I just don't trust. You don't get paid to be here. <laughs> he can walk out yeah. the door tomorrow. <laughs> like, it won't, it, right now, you know, leave us high and dry. It's it's look, it's a matter of health. Okay, Saquon Barkley has been banged the fuck up his entire career. Zeke tore his PCL in Week Four last year and played the rest of the year. Would you rather have the rest comp, of the year. Would you rather have the backfield battery of a Zeke and Saquon combined in one backfield or Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? Real question. Probably, I, I would still take Zeke and Saquon. Saquon, like, I, I just told you, like, it's not hard for me to say this. Like, I'm not, like, a hater. Like, I don't, the Giants overall, they stink. But, like, Saquon Barkley, when healthy, he's very good at football. You put him with Zeke in a backfield, I'll take him over Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon hasn't proven shit yet, and I do like him a lot. But I, he hasn't proved anything to me that he could be even a second running back. We're going to find out this year because they're going to have to really he drop. prove that he could at least be a second running back? I mean. He is a second running back, so he's already there. Yeah. He's already there. He had a really good year last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. You don't know nothing. You don't know anything. It's okay, though. It's okay. You can tell whatever you Ben, I understand. Look, I, I mean, look, I don't want to get canceled or anything like that, so I'm not going to say. I'm going to regress and just woosah this as I go into the schedule and schedule pick the Cowboys to go 17 and fucking oh. Kidding. Zeke and Anthony Brown or Ramsey and Pollard? You're letting them get to you, Dave. Just... AJ Dillon is better than Zeke. Yeah, all right. Them, this is all dumb. Them. This is all dumb. Them, as in like the masses are out there trying to tell me that AJ Dillon is better than Ezekiel Elliott. You got to stop. I, I agree. 100%. You got to stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. In what world? What world does that make sense? 2022 NFL season. Zeke outrushed him. Next. What's no, next? No, I'm saying like this. Oh, this, this year. Season, this, this world. That could be a thing. And this I'm not going to rule that out. I'm not going to rule out the fact that A.J. Dillon's going to get a lot more carries this year and wind up being a top back in the league. That yeah, could happen. I'm just saying. I, I mean, like, I'm allowed to think that A.J. Dillon's better. It's not, like, outside the That's realm Homer of possibility. That's Homer bias, though. That's Homer bias. I mean, not really. I mean, you got not Rube really. who likes to stir the pot and you. That's the two people um, that are telling me that A.J. Dillon's AJ, better. I think Rube is high on A.J. Dillon, like, realistically. He was talking about him when we had the Packers like, show. He said drafted AJ him in Dillon, a couple leagues. Like, A.J. Good. Dillon is the, is the true one in Green Bay. That's what he's saying. That's what he said. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, uh, Hawaii Mike, how you doing, bud? Or Florida Man Mike. What's up? <laughs> Florida Man Mike. I'm doing Mike. well. I got to call this freaking guy, man. I was supposed to call him yesterday. Forgot all about it. Not forgot. I just got... Things just get crazy. Uh, I think Travis Etienne is better than Zeke, according to Scoop. Scoop? Um, whatever. I'll, I'll leave that alone. Look at this garbage. <laughs> anyway. Let's go to the schedule. A, let's find out why the Cowboys are going to go undefeated. No, uh, they will win week one, though. I will tell you right now. I don't give it a shit. Tom Brady's going to get turned into dust. Micah Parsons is going to give that man fits. There's going to be so many commercial breaks going into looking into the con- Tom Brady's eyes where he's just going to be lost. He's not going to be like, what the fuck is going on here? That's what's going to happen when you face the Cowboys this year, pal. Ain't going to be the same thing as last year where because of our kicker woes, we sucked and, and I was walking around like McGregor on Moral Monday, Moral Victory Monday last year when we lost by that much. We're winning this game. It's in Dallas. Give me that win. Week two, the AFC champion... Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, there's question marks about the Bengals. I still think they're going to be a very good team. And Lyle Collins is going to have to block Micah Parsons. Interesting. I don't even know what to say about that game, honestly. It might be a toss-up. Week three, we're going to beat the shit out of the Giants. They're going to be in attendance. So if you all want to tailgate and you want this smoke, come see me and my brother. We'll be in lot J16. Or J, one of the Js. The J lot's always the best one there. Um, They win again at home against Washington. Then they got to go to L.A., and they don't win that game. The Rams are going to be good. Rams are going to run the, the, well, not run the West, but they're going to be another good team. As long as Stafford's good, that team's going to be good. Um, At Philly, I said it to Danny DeJesus yesterday that they'll lose to Philly and Philadelphia this year. 
That didn't happen last year because Dallas kicked the shit out of the Eagles twice last year. That does not happen this year. The Eagles are better. Um, week seven, they got the Lions at home. Give me the win. Give me the win against the Bears at home, and then they go into their bye. So into their bye, one, two, three, four, five out of eight games. So maybe a five and three start, maybe. Um, at best, six and two if they get the Bengals win. If they lose any of these games, like I'm talking about the Lions at home and the Bears at home. Like then there's a problem within Dallas, okay? And I understand the Lions are on the come up, and the Bears, the Bears should not win many games if they any games. And, and Rube is a Bears fan; he'll tell you that too. The Bears are very not; they're not very equipped to run with a with a Cowboys team. I don't think the bye, and then my not so hot take. I mean, there's Cowboys fans that believe this as well. They go into Green Bay and they beat the Packers. That's that's my opinion. You disagree, and that's fine. That's fine. You feel the earthquake. God doesn't even agree. Yeah, I do feel something's going on. Starting to shake. This place is starting to shake because I think the Cowboys will beat the Packers Uh, in Green Bay. Nonetheless, last time they were in Green Bay, it was Dak Prescott's rookie season, and they beat the Packers. Happens. It is. It could happen. Didn't we play in the playoffs that year? Yeah, Des didn't catch it. What the fuck is? Are you out of your mind over there? Good lord. How's your highlight, Dave? <laughs> anyway, um, at Minnesota, they're going to win because Cooper Rush is going to start that game. The Cowboys can beat Minnesota on the road. That's happened before with our lesser team. Then it's uh, Thanksgiving Day, and the Giants are coming in. And while I would love nothing more than to stomp out every single New York Giant fan on Thanksgiving in front of your fucking families, the Cowboys have given me fits. During Thanksgiving, no matter who they play. Last year, the Raiders, a year before that, the Bill, Josh Allen fucking ran for like 200 yards. Do they lose to the Giants on Thanksgiving? I say it's a possibility. I absolutely think it's a possibility. Will they? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. But they got the Colts. I think they could beat the Colts. They could beat the Texans, obviously. The Jaguars in Jacksonville. I still might try to go to that game because I got free tickets to the game uh, due to my AEW connections. Um, but I think they can win that game in Jacksonville. It depends. That, that one's also a toss-up. Last time I played the Jags. They beat the shit out of them. I mean, the Cowboys just kicked the shit out of the Jaguars. This is a completely different Jaguars team. And that was like three years ago. So it's like, it's not too far stretched, but it's like, it's Trevor Lawrence. It's new coaching. It's it's home. It's in December. So we'll see. Um, Philly comes to town. We take care of business in that one. At Tennessee, it's another game I would love to go to because I still want to go to Nashville. Uh, it's on the bucket list. And then at Washington, uh, if depending on what the situation is, if they need it, they'll go out and get it. If they don't, they might not. Um Push to like push comes to shove. The Cowboys here are projected to win ten and a half, even with this injury. Which Danny DeJesus said twelve yesterday, but now with the injury, he's got ten. So a two game deficit without Tyron Smith. Dallas Cowboys are going to win anywhere from eleven to thirteen games this year. I'm going to side more with the eleven ish. Last year they went twelve and five. Guess what? I predicted them to go twelve and five this year. Things might be a little different. Might take a little bit getting used to some new things. But at the end, push comes to shove. Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. I know you guys have, uh, you know, there's no choking or anything like that. But, like, Dak Prescott has not delivered in the big game yet because I don't think he was given the opportunity to deliver in the big game. Last year against the 49ers, that whole team was flat. Nobody fought. Everybody sucked. It was just a bad, bad situation. And I do blame a lot on McCarthy in that one for saying that his team – wasn't ready or his team wasn't mentally, I don't know, whatever the fucking terminology he used. McCarthy's a scrub, dude. And you know what? If the Dallas Cowboys fall short, I want to say the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl, clearly. But if they don't get to the NFC title game this year, McCarthy is gonzo. It is over. Whether it be Sean Payton, 
on the on the mend or whoever, you know, or internal, Dan Quinn, very liked amongst the community in Dallas, or does Kellen Moore have himself another brainiac child, great offensive year to be the head coach? No, I think it's a package deal. If the Cowboys fail this year and they don't make the NFC title game, both Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are gone. Okay, what they do to, to shift all this, it's difficult, and it stinks because Dak Prescott's best years are definitely, I would assume, behind him. So now it's like, let's see if this kid can deliver. This year in particular, I think the Dallas Cowboys are setting Dak up for some tough sledding games. One, you got no left tackle now, and whatever they want to do to solve that, it's going to be rough. But two, this feels a lot to me that like that Dak Prescott year where he – they got rid of Dez, like, and their number one was like Alan Hearns, and like that's what it feels like. And I think that look, I think Ceedee Lamb is better than Alan Hearns, right? But like, I don't know. It's there's a lot of question marks. But the Cowboys' schedule, as we said yesterday, is the second easy. easiest in the league. So they should take advantage of that and, and get out of here with another NFC East title, and at the worst, wild card behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll see what happens in the playoffs. It could be the same song and dance. Uh, and then in January, when they get bounced, I'll say, hey, I'm having an epiphany. I invest too much time and emotion into the Cowboys. I'm not going to care as much. Blah, blah, blah. That doesn't make any sense. It lasts for about three weeks. And then the fucking combine hits. And we're like, this is what we're going to do. You know? So Cowboys Nation, I'm here to tell you that this year should be good. And I didn't say great. And I didn't say bad. But this loss to Tyron Smith is not something we could just kind of like, yeah, it'll be all right. They have a solve. Will they use that solve? I don't know. Will they put in a rookie? <laughs> Fucking pray that they don't. Will they sign somebody? Which I look at my phone, no signings yet. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. Cowboys will have themselves uh, a decent year. When I go based on that 10 and a half, how are you feeling? 10 and a half games. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with whatever. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> I think that 10, 10 wins is is likely. Um, I don't think they're going to do less than 10 wins no matter what because their schedule is really easy, and they are a talented team. I'm going to call it 10 wins. Um, I feel like that over-under at 10.5 is going to drop a little bit because of the injury to Tyron Smith. And this is – I'm not talking about, you know, like in real real odds, by tonight it might be 10. It might be nine and a half based off. It'll that definitely injury. drop. So I think that I still think they'll probably hit the over on the team total, whatever it lands at before week one starts. But 10 wins with 11 as the max with this injury. As it stands now, the Dallas Cowboys don't have the terrible offensive line. They still have really good players across the board in some cases. And the, the rookie, we just don't know about yet. He could right. be really good at the You don't the draft game. him in the first round if you, you don't think don't he's know. good. So it might not be too big of a, a deal. But as, as of right now, they're. The depth is hurting at offensive line because of it, and I got them at 10 wins. Okay. They're, they're not losing uh, more. Playoff team at 10? Yes, yes. Remember, there's an extra wild card out there. So, yes. all right, that, that it all makes sense. Again, catastrophic injury for the Cowboys. It sucks. Uh, will they weather it? I don't know. Will there be, like, look, week one, it's, it's the Tampa front. So it's like, we'll see, man. We'll see, right? And then, you know, obviously, these defenses that are on the schedule, we get Washington without – Without their guy, but like you know, they still have a fucking amazing defensive line. So, and Rube mentioned it before: Dallas against the Eagles. Yeah, bro. Styles, Styles make fights. I want to see how the the Dallas offensive line holds up before he. St- it's just tough. It is I tough mean, to call right now. The Dallas offensive line is going to mean everything. You know, like when I look at the front end of this schedule, like Aaron Donald. 
comes to, like <laughs> he goes against that offensive line in week five. It's not supposed to be easy. No, no, no. And you know what I was thinking yesterday, and I know this is not going to come as breaking news, but like it's really hard to win in the NFL. I know it's like that sounds so cliche, yeah. but it really, really is, man. It's like you, you win your division, cool. Oh, by the way, then the playoffs. And then, yep. oh, by the way, then you got to win the NFC title. Oh, by the way, and then you're on the biggest stage. It's very hard. And that's why we haven't seen any real dynasties since, I guess, Brady. Brady, right? I mean, Brady is the dynasty. Brady is, the, right, right. So it's like, for me, it's just like, do, do I want the Cowboys to end this drought? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. But like, I just, there was a it's team, very hard. There was a man. team last year that had to go into the season without their. All pro starting left tackle, mm -hmm. and then they lost Optimism their here all pro Gooch. starting right tackle, and they still won 13 games, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. So it's they also had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so and look, Dak Prescott, and, and I know uh, Hawaii Mike came in before and said like 29. He's 29. His best years are behind him, bro. Look at the life expectancy of an NFL player. He's about to turn 30 years old. When 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 uh, these new I young mean, quarterbacks coming in at 22, 23. Quarter, quarterbacks now, the way the, the nature of the league. Look, and the, if he changes the, his style of play and he sits back in the, the pocket, way they, then he can the be there The way they protect the quarterback, you can't touch him. You're going to see careers going way longer now. Well, just That's listen, just how it's going to be. I would love Dak to win. Or maybe is this going to be an Elway situation for Dak Prescott. But the problem is, is his contract will be up. He'll be 32 years old. And if they don't have a title, it might be it. You know what I'm saying? Like So that's why it's... It's pivotal that the Cowboys have this success in this window that they have now, and they just so happen to have struck gold with a guy like Micah Parsons. You know what I'm saying? Like, that guy is an all-world freakish athlete that nobody – like, remember, hey, guess what? The Giants – Giants passed up on him. That happens, right? Struck struck the luck. Anyway, like the video, please. That would be great, according to Hawaii Mike. Um, Dallas uh, – Dak has five solid years left. I, listen, I, I would love for that, but – he only has like four left on his contract. So it's like it all depends on what they do. And look, there's nobody in this world. I'm telling you right now. I'm making this guarantee right now that there's nobody. I mean nobody on this planet that wants the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl better than me. Trust me when I tell you. Because I will take that Super Bowl and I will like just harp on it for the rest of my living days. Okay, I want it so bad, almost worse than air. Okay, I really do. Will it happen? I don't fucking know. I just want one big-ass group man sturch hug where it's me, my dad, and my brother celebrating the Super Bowl. Will it happen? Not going to happen this year, buddy. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, go Cowboys. Yeah, Ben, you're, you're, you're a trooper, bro. Love you to death. Win all day. Welcome back, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah. Go Pack Go indeed, my nah, friend. Win all day. Go Pack back. Go cool, cool, cool. Sports Car Collective coming in at 12 o'clock. Hey, Better late than hey, never, Joey. Doing, we got to so. change that handle a little bit so it could say Break Buds, but I'll handle that. I'll do, I'll do that right now, actually. Also, <laughs> he's literally doing it on his phone. Like, nah, nah, nah. Also, Ken, accept the invite to the league, please, while you're in here, while I got you. Anybody that has was way behind. Anybody that hasn't accepted the invite to any of the leagues that they agreed to join All up, 15 please of them. do so. At your earliest possible convenience, because I have a lot going on with these fantasy leagues, trying to coordinate everything with all 50 of you people. So please, just do the right thing. Make it easier for me. Thank you very much. All right. All right. For some also, reason, I'm legitimate also, faith in that. Also, go check out the Survivor Pool. There's a post. Huge. There's a link. 100 bucks to get in. Big cash prize. Last year, they had over 65000 This year, they're looking to make to uh, give out... I think 80,000, 75, 80,000 they think it's going to grow to. Just so to pick a team. I was almost into the money two years ago. 
am close. Husky Lotus. Husky <laughs> Lotus almost won last year. I uh, ripped in the Husky Lotus yesterday oh. a little bit, a little bit on the phone. Um, piece of shit. Anyway, uh, that's been a show. I hope everybody enjoyed. I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their Thursday. Tomorrow, we have ourselves another installment of Fantasy Friday where Gooch is going to, what the hell are we going to do, man? We're at, we're, at that, we're at that point where everybody's drafting now. So, what do you mean, Fantasy Friday? Yeah, what are oh, we doing? I got plenty. Oh, I got plenty. Oh, so well, we'll, we'll go over some rookies and things like that, and we'll rank the rookies of this year's class. I'm with it. In terms of fantasy value and fantasy production. I'm with it. If you've liked We're the, the video, if you're a Cowboys guys. fan who's seeing us for the first time, come on back. I always put a Cowboys spin basically on everything. So there is Cowboys content here to be had. Uh, like the video. Subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate you guys tuning in today You know, for a, a, you know, a, a show that nobody watches. People watch. So I'm excited about that. Excited about the growth. Also, uh GID album comes out at midnight. Nobody actually knows who the fuck that Ooh. is. Except for if Anthony you here. If you and don't probably if you don't Rube, know who maybe JID, Jiddy Jid, just do yourself a favor, go on Spotify. You, they could he couldn't come up with a better name than oh, what JID. You, yeah, no, no, that's the best name he came up with. It's such a fucking good name. It's Does it stand for anything? Fine. It has to. You call him JID, so it has to stand for something. It stands for his rap name, Dave. I don't fucking know. I didn't ask him when I saw Come on, him. man. You got you to gotta ask these questions. These are the questions that people want to know. Do, do the damn thing. Go on Spotify and listen to it because I promise you it's the best rap album of the year. Stay, uh, Dave's Cowboys blow and Dave's fantasy baseball team's blow. <laughs> 14 and 4, dog. Going to be moonwalking oh, into the Bailey, one seat. What, what did I do? What I did like some type of... Don't worry about me, Bailey. Don't worry about me. Anyway... That'll do it. That'll do a show. So for Sturch and Gooch and Anthony behind the glass, this has been another installment of the Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you back here for a Fantasy Friday. And uh, anything going on tonight? Go Yankees. Back in action. Preseason football. Let's do it. Let's do it all tomorrow. Yep, yep. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.